Curb Your Enthusiasm Season 10 Episode 2 is over, but we're just getting started here on the Curb Your Enthusiasm post-show recap. And now, here are the three guys who are side-sitting in a triangle. I am Rob Sesternino, back with Akiva Winokur. Uncle Kiva, how you doing? I'm great. How's it going, Rob? I'm very excited because we have a guest here on the Curb Your Enthusiasm post-show recap. We weren't even sure if we were going to do anything with Curb Your Enthusiasm this week, but once we heard that we had this man potentially interested, we had to. We had to get him invited to the poker game. Here he is, Mr. Josh Wiggler. Oh my gosh. Really, the only reason uh, I pushed for us doing a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast is because I heard that the Renap office has the best bathroom in the RHAP universe. So I've been holding it for a week and I'm ready to go. And I really appreciate you guys letting me use your toilet. You were, that, you were supposed to use the public uh, toilet. Uh, this is going to get awkward pretty quickly because I did something very bad. Uh. <laughs> Okay, well, welcome aboard, Josh. Josh, did we talk to you during the season nine of Curb Enthusiasm? No, I don't think I've ever talked about Curb Enthusiasm on a podcast before, uh, which is which is an exciting prospect for me because I, I I do love this show very yeah. very much. I actually remember listening to a podcast that I feel like you did like uh, in the very early days of Post Show Recap when you talked about it as uh, a favorite show. Yeah, I. Uh, there, one of like uh, the the infamous. Uh, <laughs> here we go. I can't be on a podcast with Robin Akiva without bringing up T Dub. I guess. Uh, but here's a T Dub reference. And one of those tweets that he had once upon a time of uh, asking people to name uh, their eight favorite movies or their eight favorite shows or something like that. Uh, and Curb Your Enthusiasm made my list. This had to have been four years ago or so. Uh, Akiva, I don't know how swiftly you can go through the Twitter time machine. To, to locate that tweet, but it's out there somewhere. Uh, I don't know if I ever talked about it on a podcast, but I definitely uh, have, have stated how much I yeah. stand Larry David uh, online in the past. I, I feel like I, I was listening to you talking on a podcast about how you were such a big uh, Curb fan and uh, that, that, that you were uh, very into it. Uh, not a specific Curb podcast. Wait, can, yeah. we, can we quiz Josh here? Um, all right, so it's seven favorite shows. Can you remember... What your seven favorite shows were per yourself on August 17th, 2016, Josh. He got it. Okay. All right. So okay. Lost is definitely on there. Yeah, um, that's the first one. 24? Uh, 24 is absolutely on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Curb, Curb Your Enthusiasm is on there, right? Yep. Yep. That's how I searched for it. Yeah. Pretty sure Oz is on there. Oz is on there. Yes. Okay. All right. So how many? I need what about more. Survivor? Yeah. Yeah. You're missing Rob. You're oh, helping yeah. him too much, but yeah, he well, did I miss did. a pretty <laughs> obvious one. Listen, don't you know this is a sensitive subject for me right now? Yeah. yeah well, course, it's 2016. Uh, <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> it was a different. It was a much time. simpler time. Uh, all right. Survivor is on there. Uh, I'm gonna guess Justified is on there. Yep. That's the last one. You're missing. You're missing uh, the third. That one that you listed. Okay. The third one that I listed. Uh, so it would have been it would have been Lost, Survivor, three, uh, whatever the third one is, mm-hmm. uh, twenty four, Justified. Oh Curb man, and it's, us. Not, it's it's not Game of Thrones. I know. No, Game of Thrones uh, is not mentioned. I recall that being controversial, uh, and I recall like people who were big fans of the Game of Thrones podcast reacting to that and saying, "I feel betrayed. I feel lied to." Uh, that yeah. you wouldn't even list Game of Thrones in your in your in your top uh, 
Five shows. Breaking Bad? You Yeah, Breaking Bad. You got it. You wrote, I love Game of Thrones, obviously. Given more spots on the list, it hits. Also subject to how it lands with final season. So Yeah, well, yep. let me tell you something, Uncle Kiwi. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> got, got some news for you, buddy. Yeah. Uh. 2016, Josh, you are in for a lot of surprises. <laughs> Life really changed. Oh, it comes at you fast. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm glad I'm side-sitting right now. Otherwise, I'd pass out. Okay. Oh, All boy. Right. Akiva. So mm-hmm. here we are back for Curb Your Enthusiasm in here in uh, week two of season 10. This does uh, not mean that we will be back in week three. Just you for sure the about that? I have we did say that last week, it. though. We did yeah. say that. Uh, but look, uh, I, I guess it would depend on uh, who the guest would be uh, if we would come back for week three. But Kiva, do you feel like that Curb Your Enthusiasm after a pretty universally praised first episode back how do you think they did in week number two? I think this is pretty clearly a setup episode. Like, I don't think they were trying to hit a home run on this episode. I think they were trying to establish, like, all right, here are these storylines we're going to be following, the the lawsuit about the sexual harassment, and a little bit on on the uh, last week's uh, Latte Larry storyline, and maybe some Susie stuff. But I think it was a setup episode more than it was one of the big, you know, home run hitters of the season. Yeah. Josh, uh, how did you feel like uh, Curb Enthusiasm uh, has been off to in terms of the two episodes you've seen this season? So the so the first episode um, last uh, last week's episode the the premiere to me was was an all timer Curb Enthusiasm episode mm. and and I and I don't know if if I if I felt that strongly about it because it was so clearly the best episode of the show since the show's return since the since the season nine and onward. I think last week's episode was infinitely funnier than anything we got in uh in 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 last season of Kirby Enthusiasm. I I think I think uh Larry and friends were really uh trying to find their footing again last year. And there were definitely times when they found it, a lot of times when they really didn't. I thought that like the employing of like uh like like drone shots and strange different like, you know, film techniques that was happening last year, any of that like I've adjusted to now, so there isn't sort of that strange disconnect on how Curb looks anymore um but just right out of the gate him breaking the selfie stick uh in that very first scene is just really announcing like yeah larry just still does not give any kind of f about anything um so i i loved it i thought i thought it was really funny Uh, i think that that curb always works uh best when um larry david is a uh a round peg trying to be fit into a square hole and it's just not working out for him and he's like an alien on a completely different planet more than ever in uh in the climate as he so uh uh you know fervently documents in this episode um so i loved last week i thought this week was was interesting it was it was interesting in that like you can imagine the universe is where the mailman storyline is like an entire curb your enthusiasm episode like there's just enough there that that's going to be the thrust of the episode it's really going to be the main thread um i think even the fact that this episode was called the side sit uh, tells you a lot about how this was a little bit more scatterbrained. It wasn't terribly focused. And I think that that may be instructive of the arc of the season. I think that this might end up being a little bit more of a story-driven season than we've seen on Curb in quite some time. Yeah, Akiva, this episode really was all over the place. Uh, do you feel like that you had one of these uh, very many different stories uh, that were going on with Larry that uh, was the one that made you laugh the hardest? I think everyone, like, there was a piece, like, I, you know, there was little pieces of the painting with, you know, Larry 
get Susie a uh, a birthday painting. And there are definitely so there, I definitely laughed out loud. Not nearly the amount of times I did last week. I agree with Josh. I think the mailman thing should have been its own episode. I, I think ultimately we're talking about a little bit like South Park syndrome where they said, yes. you know what? We've been doing this for so long. Let's just make every episode a storyline. When the show was greatest, nobody's ever going to be like their favorite episode of South Park was the eight you know episodes in a row where they had a fake Donald Trump. Like they would be like, oh, the one where, you know, Cartman gets mad at people. So I, I think you have to think smaller with these things. And they they did try and do too many things in this episode. They're trying to set up six different things. The mailman thing could have been a great, you know, like a classic, you know, mailman wearing shorts. The lawyer's bathroom, uh, really everything is, is, and also there's so much. We complained about this with the season nine podcast, Rob. But why is every episode like 35 minutes? I think probably should be a little tighter, also. Yeah, it's a little long in the tooth. A little, little long at Latte Larry's tooth right now. Uh, I I agree with that. I I think that the especially last season you really felt that runtime. I thought that the premiere just was was so joke after joke after joke, ridiculous thing after ridiculous thing after ridiculous thing, uh, and like the grandeur of each thing, like the audacity to do that MAGA hat bit uh, was just was so staggering that even though it was a long episode, it just, it felt like it really moved. This this week did there were there were moments where it felt a little slow. I think the the whole scene with like Terry Polo where, where he's on the date with her and they're filming it on the iPhone that was a bit of a whiff for me. Uh, it just, <laughs> yeah. it just really. Well, we yeah, were... they wrote this two years ago, you know, right, so maybe that would have right. been funny two years ago. I don't know. Yeah. That went on a long time. It, with that's the, the thing. IPhone. It was just it was like that could have been that was like a like a two three minute bit that could have uh, been shorter by uh, two and a half minutes. I think we would have been. <laughs> That would have been much better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that was odd. Uh, I mean, Akiva, I feel like that there were like, uh, you know, we talk about like an A plot, B plot. I mean, I feel like there was like, you know, six different storylines happening in this episode. Yeah, and they're all kind of the B or C plot. Like, I don't know if there is an A plot. They're, they really are getting to a lot of different things. I guess side sitting, like that's that's sort of just, you know, like that's one of them but also i don't know the mailman i don't even know what i would call the the a plot of this episode <laughs> yeah I, and the side sitting to me uh, i thought that there was a, a huge plot hole in terms of you know larry the master of deceit josh that doesn't larry have the the greatest built-in side sitting excuse for why when the mailman accuses larry of side sitting with cheryl in the restaurant it's like yeah I was just telling her about how the doctor thought I might have cancer. Right? Yeah, it, a, it could be bad. Could be the two years. It, you know, the, the, she's my my ex wife, and I was telling her that uh, I didn't know how long I was going to live. And Ted right. Danz is like, "Oh, okay, I totally understand that." Right, but that would require Larry David to be a, a human being. You know, <laughs> like that would require him to like be like an actual human being who isn't on the precipice of potentially having thyroid cancer. And his first thought being, "How do I leverage this into getting my wife to take me back?" Mm-hmm. As opposed to, "Oh my gosh, I need to reconsider uh, the the weight of my mortal soul." Um, so I think that I th- I think that the man who who Larry David is and the way that he used his the 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 cancer scare as uh, as as an advantage you know and misplaying the advantage at that uh, it's very consistent to me that he's not going to to think to to bring it down to a human level with uh, with uh, I forget the name with the, was it Lionel is the name of the the mailman <laughs> I I believe so I believe it's Lionel the mailman great. Uh, one of the great new characters of the Kirby enthusiasm mythology. Uh, Akiva, I thought that the whole cancer thing ended up being uh, kind of a big red herring this week. 
Yes, I don't know why. Maybe it's going to come back, and he will have cancer later in the epi- in the season. Or I do, is somebody I, I, else going to have cancer, and they made maybe. a cancer pact? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the cancer pact could come up. But I'll tell you, there were 15 times last season we said, "Oh, that's going to come up again," and then it didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was like season. You know, Josh, cover your ears for a second. Yeah, it was like season six of Lost or something. Like they just yes. they didn't tie anything together at the end of it. Um, so I don't, I don't have a ton of faith. There's also like a hundred balls in the air right now already. Right. So I don't know what they're going to remember to even, you know, like get to at the end. I I think that that's the thing, right? I mean, we're trying to figure out what's the A plot of the episode. And I think that the reason why it's, it's a little murky and confusing is because it's not yet clear what's the A plot of the season. Like it's not Mm -hmm. as clean as, uh, we're doing the Seinfeld reunion. It's finally happening and that's what we're building towards. So that's like a central event. That everything is building toward or the season where, OK, we're going to New York City. I'm going to live in New York. I got to run away to New York so I can get out of the thing. I'm going to spend the year in New York City. So we've got a New York City season of Curb Your Enthusiasm or even like we're training for Broadway. We're getting ready for the producers. That's the light at the end of the tunnel. It's not even or the, the fatwa or the yeah. even the fatwa. fatwa and Lin-Manuel last year was was you know, was the I did I didn't love that. I didn't think it was great, but at least like you could you could point to it. So so what is it this year? Is it is it is it that it's going to be Latte Larry because we saw him uh, coming out of his the shop next store. to Mocha Joe's again? Yes, the Spite Store going to be the big story. Is it the is it the Cheryl thing? Is it that the, this on again off again with Cheryl? Is that still going to continue? Is it now that they are off and now Larry seems to be dating somebody else? Is this the year that Larry tries to find love? Is that the storyline this year? But we had. Um, last season too we've, he we've dated. had it before we've had it before so it's just it's just very scattered and i think like this was this was an unfocused episode in a way that was almost disorienting because i i feel like uh the season is building towards something i'm just not entirely clear on on what that is i do love the no cancer friends reciprocity pack though like <laughs> I, rob what oh, do you, do you think you'd be a good cancer friend like if, uh, if like if one of your friends got sick or or you know like you think you'd be there for them or you, or would you be happy to sign this pledge? Yeah, I I don't think I would be happy to sign the pledge. Uh, okay. I think I would be I, I would be very upset, Akiva, if one of my okay. friends got cancer. I would okay. not I would not be part of this pact. Fine. Very diplomatic thing to say. I feel like as like the Jewish version, I feel like I should make like a Crohn's pact with all my friends. Like if anyone gets Crohn's. <laughs> yeah, Akiva, if you get Crohn's, I'm not talking to you. You're at, about like you don't want to hear about like my bathroom situation 24 hours of that. Yeah, yeah, I'm out. Uh, yeah, uh, obviously, I don't have an anxiety pact with anybody. Otherwise, no one would talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but my, I had I, my thought was so the show's going to eventually have to address um, why Marty Funkhauser is no longer in the mix. So far, that has not happened. Is Curb Your Enthusiasm so dark that they are going to go to a place where oh, we just found out Funkhauser has cancer? And they swear him off as a friend. So we never see Funkhauser again. So uh, I think Jeff Garland said in one of his preseason interviews that they are not going to discuss it because he died after the season was over. So they kept thinking he was going to come back because he was sick. And when they filmed it, he wasn't there. So it's it's not going to come up at all. Funkhauser will not be mentioned. Yeah. OK. All right. Which I mean, it makes sense. It's like, I think people are going to be surprised. But because uh, I've seen other people make the same prediction you have. But the timeline just doesn't work. 
We got to experience uh, Susie's birthday in this oh episode. Uh, don't you think it was weird that uh, Jeff was talking about what uh, the present that it was like? Uh, yeah, Susie said she wants this present for her birthday, and that Larry had already been working on a present for Susie's birthday. But then when he gave her the present, she's like, uh, "La, you never give me a present for my birthday." But it seemed like there was a lot of Susie's birthday present talk. Well, I think it was the lady doth protest too much, but also because the show's not scripted, maybe she forgot that that was like in a few scenes earlier. She wasn't in that scene. I don't know. But I, first of all, it is weird because imagine if Josh, imagine if like Rob was like Nicole said, like her birthday's next week, you must get her something. Mm-hmm. That would be strange. And if you Camera. just of your own volition got Nicole a present, I think Rob would be mad, especially if it was a good present. It's really a crazy idea. Like, I don't get my friends' birthday presents, but my friends' wives, that's a bananas. I don't care how yeah, rich you no are. Way. No, no chance. And and I'm like Larry, where I am. I'm a very bad gift giver. Like I am a, it, within my family. I am a notoriously bad gift giver. I lose track of when it's time. You're, like the holidays that you're supposed to give gifts. I'm very bad at it. And then whenever I do give a gift, it's always criminally bad. It's like a it's like a, a bag of chocolate or something like I always go for the perishable because I figure like everyone will enjoy this, but it's never memorable. Um, so I would never I would never have the, the foresight to to craft uh, such an elegant portrait uh, as as Larry did for for Susie. And I, I do think that this is uh, one of the, 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 the least in character decisions uh, for, for Larry in, in quite some time uh, that he would think of Susie so fondly that he would uh, commission commission this painting because i don't think that there was any irony in it right like he seemed very proud of it i don't think that he mm-hmm. knew that he was like unpinning a grenade in the in the in the green household i think that he thought that he was really doing Susie a kindness here yeah and she was so happy to get it she said i forgive you for everything you've for ever everything, done for everything and he, and he was like what what have i done what did i do <laughs> that was funny and she also like at the dinner calls her he, him her hero mm-hmm. like, yeah i love this guy he's my best friend basically now yeah yeah, so I feel like that that was a funny idea, Kiva, to get the painting in there that Jeff hates it. But uh, I mean, it was very forced to have Larry even think to do that, and then also, you know, uh, the, very forced the destruction of the painting, uh, oh, both yeah. at the party and then Milos, is it Milos? Milos destroying it. Yes, Milos. Mil- yeah, <laughs> Milos was the man yeah. who took it down. By the way, Akiva, it was Milos also the name of the tennis instructor that Jerry hired that couldn't play tennis? Yeah, Milos, the tennis instructor. They must Larry must love that. There's, there's got to be a very memorable Milos in Larry in his life. life. Yeah. What speaking of names, what's crazy is the the nerdy looking guy um who plays poker with them and then is at the dinner. What's his name? Alan? Oh no, cousin Andy. Cousin so excuse me, Andy, Andy. Um so they're when they're talking about the um when they're talking about the uh, their the the person who got the gift, what it was, you know, the uh, the the third party, and he's talking about, oh yeah, it's some like Joe and Cassie David. That's Larry's daughter's name in real life, and also Larry's last name on the show too. It was mm-hmm. bizarre that he named the character after his daughter, who is. Um, you know, has the same last name as him with like no context. Yeah, again, that might be go back to there not being a script, and then uh, and in, in the improv maybe ends up uh, that's the name of the painter. Was not expecting yeah. to get the get the question of who did the painting, but that annoys me about cousin Andy. Of every other person who's a famous person gets to be themselves. Josh, why doesn't Richard Kind get to be Richard Kind on the show? Uh, why is he playing a different character, cousin Andy? 
I don't know, how famous is Richard Kind? I mean, like, he's uh, in a bunch of stuff. He's, he's sure. you know, mad about you, and uh, like uh, I'm sure he's, his IMDb is a mile long. How, how much Mad About You did we watch here? Uh, I watched it all the time. Really? All the time? Yeah. I mean, are you, uh, when are it was you, on. Are you, uh, are you hot on the reboot? No, are you, I didn't watch the reboot. <laughs> Uh, I think that was the it was, it was a sequel. It's a sequel. Sorry, not a not a reboot. Not a reboot. Uh, sometimes in uh, because of my line of work, it is a bit of a humble brag, but I think it's a funny one. Uh, as I'll get the screeners right, I'll get a screener email from a, from a publicist, and I'm constantly getting mad about you screeners. Mm-hmm. They are going straight to the archive yeah. every time that they come in. Uh, I don't literally I nobody it wanted it i, no, I don't know no why one it. i think it had a really like uh storied uh struggle in in coming back where they're like that's right mad about you we're coming back and like a bunch of networks like ah i don't know that we need it more I like mad about you yeah wow um uh but i don't know i think he's a character actor he's fun I'm, uh, he he's He's not. I, I know you guys are a little low on Richard Lewis. I think I'm a little low on on cousin Andy as a character. There, there's oh yeah, one he's inter- nothing as a character. Yeah, yeah, there's there's one interaction that I remember that's pretty funny was when he and Larry got into it about how there's no good Chinese food in L.A. Uh, I, th- I I I can't remember if that was during um the 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 producer's season. That feels right to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it. Like he, I guess he kind of he occupies. Maybe that Funk Hauserish void uh, of just another one of Larry's friends who can be uh, not only oppositional to him, but also kind of loud and annoying about it. Um, so I, I, I expect we'll probably get a whole lot more Cousin Andy this season than, than maybe I would like. Uh, also, remember, they need a lot of this stuff was like at least sketched out. And like, we don't know who's taking the Funk Hauser roles, but like some right. people suspect that it was Richard Lewis. I got a question for you guys. Ding, Mary kill Richard Kind, Richard Lewis, Richard Karn. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Richard Karn. Uh, Isn't he the, that, the, the Tim's that, foil on Home Improvement? Yes, no, I know. Al Borland. Yes. Yeah. Al yeah Borland. All right. Well, ding, it. ring the bell. That's easy. <laughs> yeah, that's easy. Yeah. That's a <laughs> uh, now it comes now we're in the hard stuff. Yeah, kill Richard uh, Lewis. I, he's yeah. already you know. I gotta marry. I gotta marry Richard uh, Richard Carlin. I gotta marry Al Borland. I I can't live my life with uh, Lewis or or kind. Um, Who's the ding? Uh, I mean, I guess like I it's if you if you only got to do it the one time. Yeah, uh, man. Just get let's it over go. with. Let's just get it over <laughs> with, Lewis. Let's go. Oh no, do it. Yeah, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Mocha Joe's and have a. Uh, and Larry won't be there. S- sneak All into right. the least store. L- Latte Larry's. Nobody's in there. <laughs> Cold coffee afterwards to really think about what we've done. Yeah. <laughs> How are you gonna tell what the temperature is of the coffee, Josh? <laughs> I don't want to tell you what I'm. I don't want to tell you what I'm putting in there. Right. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, uh, this is a good time to segue to. Uh, let me thank a sponsor of this episode Ooh. of the podcast. Uh, hey, CBS All Access has got the legend. That's right. Sir Patrick Stewart reprises his iconic role as Captain Jean Luc Picard in the highly anticipated original series Star Trek Picard 
Follow this hero on an unexpected mission as he travels into the far reaches of the galaxy and battles against the odds to fight for what's right with the help from a new crew of complicated, funny, and memorable characters. Picard's boundary-pushing adventure promises to explain the captain's legacy, defying expectations along the way. Stewart will also be joined by beloved cast members from across the Star Trek universe, including Brent Spiner, Jerry Ryan, and Jonathan Frakes. The journey is about to begin, so sign up for CBS All Access by visiting cbs.com slash postshow. That's cbs.com slash postshow. Get your first week of CBS All Access for free and stream Star Trek Picard now. Okay. Kiva, uh, let's yes. go talk about Larry and his experience with the lawyer, which is going to hinge on uh, using the lawyer's bathroom. This seemed like a very basic uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm storyline here for year 20 of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, yes. Uh, season 10, year 20. I I was talking about this with Josh right before we started. Uh, and it does, first of all, the idea that a lawyer would not let their celebrity client use their bathroom Seems very ridiculous very yeah. to me. Like, ridiculous. I think you should fire him. Like yeah. I would fire yeah. him. Josh, it's, that, a, it's a disqualifier. I would say. Would that be uh, a story that's explored on Picard this season? Because I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that Picard has a bathroom in his uh, ready room that's right off the bridge. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say somewhere in his uh, his winery, his <laughs> vineyard. I hope he's got copious bathrooms in his yeah. chateau. That what level do you have to be? What rank do you have to be to use Picard's bathroom? I don't think the ensigns are making it. Uh, I think uh, if there's anyone lower level, I guess like Wesley is getting like kind of like grandfathered. Into <laughs> okay, we're Picard's losing a Kiva with the Star Trek talk. Sorry, right, sorry about that. Yeah, sorry. Wesley's um, in it. Uh, by the way, I asked Alexander Chester. I asked the lawyer uh, in Big Law in New York City. And again, the show's in L.A., but I don't know any L.A. lawyers. Would a lawyer ever have their own bathroom? And he said, like in Curb, definitely not. Uh, I said, what about a partner? I, I think the answer is still no. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. Uh, and, and I absolutely agree uh, that uh, if if you are a partner at a firm where you are dealing with such uh, with clients of such star power as, as even the, the, the fictional universe, Larry David, uh, who, who in many ways is like even more like mega famous in his world than he is here. Uh, you let that guy use the bathroom if you want him as your client. Um, but as Akiva and I were also saying offline, it's not impossible that the story of the the, the most infamous Larry David using the bathroom uh, experience is renowned in the world of Caribbean enthusiasm. Back in the day in the Bear Midriff, when when Larry uh, sprays like a fire hose mm-hmm. in, in the bathroom and causes the miracle painting. Ruins another occur. painting. Yes. Wow. There's a lot in common with this episode. Uh, so, like, maybe it's just a known thing. It's like Larry David is not to be trusted with the private uh, classy bathroom. Yeah. Just to go back to ruining the painting for a second. What happened that they were eating like giant tomatoes? Like, what? What, yeah. was, what was Susie serving at this party? A, bu- a, a bullshit salad is what that was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was terrible. Is like three like out of season cherry tomatoes uh, and like a little bit of frisee lettuce. <laughs> Hard pass. Bizarre. Is so bad. Weird. Bad salad. That looked like crap. Looked really bad. Nobody seemed happy about it. <laughs> Everyone seemed very uh, put off by the painting to begin with, but the salad could not have helped. <laughs> she also yeah. did this thing my wife does, which is like without even inspecting it, say immediately that it's ruined. 
Like if somebody like messes something up, like you ruined it. Like we don't even know it's broken yet. Can you just yeah. look and see if it actually like fell on the floor and Nobody broke? Nobody got a paper towel or anything. Yeah. No, 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 no. It just went straight to it's no ruined. It's action. over. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> it's done. Oh yeah. my god! I the, from just to go back to last week, just because there's one. So one thing happened in the premiere that I had never felt more seen by a television series in my entire life uh, was the moment where it's after the party and Larry's coming. To, uh, he's over at, at Jeff and Susie's to debrief uh, Jeff on what happened with Cheryl. Uh, and Jeff is picking at the leftovers. She tells him not to eat all that. We're going to need that for dinner. And she leaves the room and he goes, I can eat whatever the, I can eat whatever I want. Uh, that felt very, very true to my life. Uh, like, Don't tell me I can't eat the leftovers. I'm an adult. I'm an adult. Yeah, leftover what? It was like what yeah. cold cuts. That's what yeah. they, they were having for dinner. We're gonna have that for dinner. That's lunch. <laughs> Let me eat lunch. I, w- I we I have this debate every day with my wife, but I will say I do need permission to at least eat the leftovers. Mm-hmm. Sure, it could be a conversation. It could be a conversation. Um, but uh, I don't know. You're gonna have the cold cuts for lunch. That's that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, a big part of this episode was that Larry uh, was going to decide to uh, get back into dating. And, uh, he was uh, debating to whether or not they were going to do it. Uh, him and Jeff have a conversation about, uh, you know, does it matter that he's, uh, you know, he's older? Uh, Jeff says he could do basically, you know, it doesn't matter what he looks like, uh, that he could wear a crazy outfit. People are, are still going to date him. Uh, they referenced Josh uh, that he could wear uh, a hat like Abraham Lincoln, uh-huh. which is the second time in two weeks that we were talking about an Abraham Lincoln hat. Yeah, on so, enthusiasm. So, so what kind of Abraham Lincoln payoff are we building towards? Uh, is this is this going to be like uh, how Better Call Saul season two? All the episode titles like spell out Fring's back. Mm-hmm. Like, is there is there some sort of uh, like Kobayashi mug that's going to drop? By the end of this season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and all of a sudden, it's going to make so much sense why we kept referencing Lincoln. I don't know. Any thoughts? We look on that? out for it next week because three's a trend. If it's in episode three, we, we're going to have to have an emergency Abraham Lincoln Curb podcast. Yeah, that's a good question. Or they forgot they put it in last week and they mentioned it again. That's usually our answer. Yeah, usually. Uh, but Larry has uh, some interest in the woman, Rita, who works at the lawyer's office. It seemed like they got off to a rocky start, Keeve, where that she didn't even want to give Larry any validation. But then once they bond about the uh, private bathroom, it seems like they hit it off. For some reason, they decided Larry's rich this season, which, as I've mentioned many times, is not usually a major plot point in the show. But this this episode, you know, Rita doesn't want to give him a parking pass because he doesn't need the money. Uh, then uh, Larry is just going willy nilly spending money on Cheryl's gifts. They, the lawyers just want him to give like a blank check to the to his sexual uh, assault accuser, whatever. Um, so Larry, Larry all of a sudden is rich when it's convenient for him. He has mm-hmm. all the money in the world. Yeah. And so I liked his pitch for the date, uh, which was that uh, they could walk around and explore. uh, Are there more gross men's rooms or women's rooms? Uh, (laughs) Josh, and that sort of ends up being that uh, that, that's what he goes with in terms of uh, pitching a date. Yeah. And I mean, we really don't see what the date is. 
right? I mean, like we see, like, uh, well, we did you want to see point. them toilet hopping though? Well, that's my question. Is like, is that what they <laughs> yeah. actually did? Yeah, did, and, did they go toilet hopping? Also, I think as the person, I, I don't know if she has any familiarity with his case, but I think that she might recommend that Larry. I I would just rec- recommend to you again. This is uh, not legal advice, but you should probably stay out of women's public restrooms right now. Yeah, I also with think everything that- going on. What is so appealing about Larry David that trumps the fact that she knows that he's in this law office because he's been accused of sexual Well, maybe she knows the particulars of the case, and she knows uh, that it was, like, knows okay, it was a, yeah, a misunderstanding. It, also, it, it does seem like uh, they, that he has not yet volunteered the information about what happened on his quest for the cocktail franks, mm-hmm. uh, for, the, for the pigs and blankets. Um, so, uh, and it felt very conspicuous to me that he left that out. So as we're trying to, to sniff out what's going to be coming up later this season, I don't think that we've seen, uh, the last of that storyline. Yeah. Um, we also, uh, got to see then Larry try to have the opportunity to sort of, uh, uh, reconcile with his former assistant, uh, that he's going to end up meeting her out in in a restaurant akiva uh it seemed like larry was so close to being able to put this whole thing behind him yeah that's i mean that's the story i mean that's how curb sort of should be that's the one good thing here is like larry does get one up for his bad behavior which hasn't always happened you know in the in the new age like season nine and season ten but like yeah larry almost gets out of it but then the last second is foiled by his own misdoings yeah uh another uh ted danson sighting uh Josh, uh, that uh, what do you think is uh, going to end up with the better Ted Danson season? Uh, season ten of Curb Enthusiasm or season four of The Good Place? Oh man, I mean, like specifically Ted Danson or just the quality of the uh, season total. that Ted Danson appears in? Um, yeah, I hate to say it, but uh, final season of The Good Place has been a <laughs> bit of a bit of a snooze fest. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but like. They kind of just like forgot about all those people, you know. It's just like, was there any real through line here? Uh, was, there, was there anything that you couldn't have just said in like four episodes? I bailed on episodes. season three, to be honest, and I you like know, the I, show. I, exactly, like I, I love the show. Yeah, don't don't get do me spoilers. Wrong. Don't do spoilers. No spoilers. Just, uh, just no spoilers. Overall, First season yeah. is really great. has has a great yeah. ending. Second season is next level. Third season is yeah. pretty good. Starts yeah. to go away, and then this final season is just been the like, e- easiest TV show ever to rank. The seasons is the good place. It's very yes. clear. One, two, three, four. Oh, I yeah. like that. <laughs> I think that's probably right. Yeah, that's probably right. It's yeah. still. I think good. Rob, Rob. I think my favorite dance moment. Place. <laughs> yeah, it's the okay place now. Yeah, it's really. a great place, the good it's place, the okay place, place, and now it's the fine, bad it's place. The fine place. I love when when Larry runs into Danson for a second in this episode, and and Ted's like, "What's the store that you're going to?" He's like, "Oh, that's my spite store." Ted's <laughs> like, "All right, I don't know. What, I'm gonna I'm gonna completely ignore that, you know, that comment." But it was just so funny. <laughs> Gotta start a spite podcast. I think, yeah. Is, oh, uh, I think that's most podcasts. Yeah, most I podcasts. Think, are I think. So. I think I think you, Rob, have been on the receiving end yeah. of a yeah. lot of spite. So I know. Oh, the people have definitely opened up spite podcasts next door to me. Yeah. A lot of them. Your coffee's too cold. They don't man. always finish them, but they start them. Yeah, that's they right. open them. Uh, Akiva, do you have any yeah. other uh, great lines from this episode? Uh, lines that you remember that uh, caused you to have an audible laugh. Um, I, I, I do like the idea of uh, uh, the question of does Rich beat old and bald? That's a good question. 
Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, that is a great question. I think uh, the test of time uh, bears out the answer. It would appear that rich beats old and bald. Yeah. Uh, Supposedly, LD does very well with the ladies in his post-actual real-life divorce. So I think I it does. It. Yeah, yeah I, 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 that doesn't surprise me. That makes sense. I feel like he's very, very successful. I, I feel like also he has like uh, a uh, I don't give a you know what attitude. Uh, I think that's also uh, I, I think that probably also helps him. I mean, he's probably a nightmare to date. Yeah, probably. also because like, yeah, the women he's dating curious. are like thirty-five-year-old women who you know it's fine. You know when he's spending some money on you, but then he's like complaining about his ulcers and, and he's Larry yeah. David. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wobbly table. Seen with him in public with MAGA hat, like it's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but speaking of uh, that I don't care attitude, uh, that when he's out to eat with Cheryl and then she basically says that she doesn't want to get back together with him, but she picks up the menu and asks him, uh, so what are you going to have to eat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Says, yeah, I don't give an F. I really, I really, really I really enjoyed that one. That's really great. I mean, I, there was there were definitely a lot of gems in this episode. That's yeah. a great gem. Like when you're just like looking at the stuff that makes career enthusiasm so much fun. It's like that. It's that little stuff that's just like threaded into the fabric of the greater episode. Uh, that's a that's a great example. Uh, another great example for me is um, is is when Jeff is describing to Larry what he could look like and still get to go out on a date. Uh, and even though he's got he's bald and old, he's still going to be able to to get a date because he's rich just the laugh that larry david emits like you can you can imagine because of the improvisational style of the show that that's authentic that like that that jeff like probably every take has busted out some sort of different description of what larry looks like uh it's just it's those tiny moments that make curvy enthusiasm so special yeah, there was yeah, one other moment that I really loved that at the poker game when they ended up making the cancer pact with everybody and they're talking about how all the people that they wouldn't end up talking to. And then uh, there's the one guy who was... Is is that the same guy that was uh, Larry's bodyguard in the previous season, Akiva? Do you remember? I, I don't remember the bodyguard, uh, but it would make sense for a storyline purpose. Yeah, that's his bodyguard, and yeah. Uh, he talked about how that uh, when... <laughs> His dad got cancer that he said was never going to talk to him again. And they asked him that, uh, well, (laughs) is he alive? And he said, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that was so so dark. (laughs) (laughs) Also, like, this is the weirdest poker game ever. They keep checking and then Jeff folds to a check, which if you've ever played (laughs) poker is just like not even explicable. Uh, and then, like, Larry's shocked, but then there's no comment on it. So maybe Jeff Garland just doesn't know how to play poker. Also, Rob with, and Josh, with the mailman stuff, there was a few things I liked. The the idea that, like, you could just blame blame the mail on the mailman, but now there's consequences because he's, like, in your community and he's a real person. He's a it's public a figure. Bit, yeah, it's actually un-Curb-like because usually Curb and Seinfeld are, like, against the working man completely. And it's like, all right, they're not a real person. We can, like... We can, you know, ruin the life of this delivery boy, right? But here they're like, oh, no, this is a real guy. And, like, he has the same friends as us, and you can't actually blame him. You need a different excuse. Mm-hmm. He, has, also, he had an immaculate record, and now it's blemished. Yeah, he, yeah, his his uh, his permanent record is blemished. I also love the um, Larry. It's such a Larry thing to ask the mailman. Oh, so wait, they issue socks. How many socks do you get? Like, how many times a week do you do laundry on the mailman sock? Because that is like a fair question, right? Like that's that. Like I would wonder that same thing too. But only Larry would actually ask people that. What would your guess be? How many socks do you think? 
It's I, always less than you think. Like my kids have school uniform shirts and you'd think like for my wife's sanity, they would have like 30 of them because they're only allowed to wear them, you know, five, six days a week. My kids go to right. school and um, they oh, they have like five and she just does, or six and they do like she does like the laundry like every single week. And yeah. if one so goes probably, missing, you got to do you got to wear Sunday on Friday again. Yeah, he's got like six pairs of socks. That's it. You go sockless maybe on Fridays or something. Uh, I would have thought they would have made you supply your own black socks. Wow, the postal service is so thrifty that they can't even hand out socks as part of the uniform. Well, they, gotta, how many different sizes do they have you to gotta have? Get I your guess own they, socks. Yeah, they, I mean they must have a, like a whole line of stuff. Oh my god! Yeah, do you think that they need to do some sort of like a you know, Josh? A lot of times in the you know NFL and different sports leagues, like they announce like, oh, we're redoing the uniforms. Do you think? That it could be a boon to the U.S. Postal Service if they announced new like 2020 new uniforms. Yeah, yeah no, I, it's interesting. Um, well, it throwbacks, does, it, baby. It, 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 Throwback? it does make it does make yeah. me wonder. Yeah, I think I think Akiva's right. I think like some sort of vintage gear would really really sell. I think that would pop. Um, I I feel like uh, go the other way. Go the future. I well, I, I I thought that the there's the, no mail in the future, Rob. I, yeah. I was I was obviously as a as a as a hat man. I, I was really admiring Lionel's hat. It was like a trucker postal service hat, and I thought that was cool. That was a good look. Yeah, uh, and it made me think like, why aren't these people out there like hyping their hats? Why isn't there like a I don't know what the what the postal service wand off would be, but they should be uh, shipping out hats to people. I don't know, Akiva. You don't think that we should go with something that's a little bit more athleisure? For I mean that uh, you know the postal workers are out there uh, in uh, all sorts of conditions. That uh, shouldn't they get something that's like a little bit more like uh, athletic apparel? Yeah, I mean, first of all, there's no one. You know, being a post a postal worker in like California in the summer is much different than like Minnesota in the winter. I also I also think with uh, Amazon taking over so much of this stuff. There's a big problem where it's ununiformed people showing up at your door, and then you think they're going to like come to rob you or murder but you. That's, that's become a, a big problem. A strength for the postal service. Yes, they've absolutely. got a uniform. Absolutely. They have a uniform. Yeah, you can, you they're can trust they're legit. You can trust them. Yeah, uh, they, like you know where they work. You know who what they're all about. Uh, although, if if we start uh, selling uh, uh, U.S. Postal Service gear, yeah, uh, that really gives an edge to yeah. the people, like the the sticky bandits. Yeah, are, I wasn't really saying good. that we should sell the uniform. I think that we yeah. should yeah. redo the uniform. People like uh, will want to be sending packages and letters around because they have, uh, because they, you want to see it more often. You want to see it in the wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like oh. camo. Maybe should we go camo with like the mm, alternate uniform? I think that gives no. off a different vibe. Okay, fine. Yeah, I don't think I don't. I, think I mean, the yeah, color's be always been blue. Yeah. We could work within that that framework. Yeah. I think, or like okay. a blue camo, like uh, uh like a, an oolong buff. <laughs> yeah, just, mm. just like uh, that. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, I have one other sponsor that we need to thank here today because uh, when the people over at Keeps heard that we were going to be doing some Kerber enthusiasm recaps, they said we need to be a part of that show. Yeah, because. Yeah. Two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. It happened to Larry David. It could happen to anybody. Here's the good news. With advancements in science, Keeps offers proven treatments that can combat the symptoms of hair loss and help you keep the hair that you have at half the cost of your local pharmacy. Or, Akiva, the alternative is that you could you know, uh, co-develop the greatest sitcom of all time and then you don't have to worry about this. 
Yes, yes. If you, if you, co- well, it depends which sitcom you're talking about. I guess I'm mad so. about you. I'm mad about you. If you might still need. <laughs> you don't have to go broke to avoid going bald. Keeps offers a generic version of the only two FDA approved hair loss products out there. Some of you may have tried them before, but probably never for this price. Keeps now has a prescription shampoo to help keep your scalp. Healthy too. Prevention is key. Keeps treatments really work. They're up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. The sooner you start, keeps the more hair you'll have so you can act fast. Many men even experience hair regrowth with Keeps treatments. Keeps has revolutionized the way men are treated for hair loss. Thanks to Keeps, you no longer have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now you can visit a doctor online and get your hair loss medication delivered to your home. Guess how? Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. No more waiting rooms. No more pharmacy checkout lines. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. And nearly 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatments start at just $10 a month for a limited time. You can get your first month for free. That's one hell of a deal for getting to keep your hair. So if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash recap to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash recap recap that's keeps.com slash recap okay all right akiva what Mm. storylines that were introduced here this week do you think we might see again later on in this season i mean obviously like josh said the big three at this point we thought it would all be all about latte larry's versus mocha joe's and that's certainly going to be one of them almost nothing with mocha joe this week yeah, Nothing the, with Mojo this week. The, the sighting of the Spite store is enough. You know, you just got to yes, drop we know in. It's like, still there. Keep people like w- w- I, the eye still on the ball. This is still in play. Yes, that that's 1A. Uh, you know, Larry and Cheryl getting back together. Maybe that's 1A and the Spite store is 1B and the sexual harassment story. Those are the three triumvirate mm-hmm. storylines I think we're going to have. Larry like David getting me too. I'm sorry, is very much going to be a huge story this season. Whether mm-hmm. we like yeah. it or not, like yeah. this this is definitely part of the pitch. It's I like, tried we're going to manifest too, that Larry wouldn't. David. I know. It didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 Maybe kept. it kept. Yeah. I, my, my hope is that if this does happen, we have like two, three really good standalone episodes that don't even touch on this stuff. And then yeah. we'll, those will be the ones we love, you know? Josh, I'm kind of interested in Latte Larry. Where do you think that this ends up going? I, I mean, does it A, does Larry succeed in driving Mocha Joe out of business? I mean, does is Latte Larry a, a great failure for Larry David? That It seems like that the stakes for Latte Larry are so low, but it does feel like it's going to be a big part of this. Well, it, it's going to be a success for Larry if it tanks Mocha Joe. Like, Latte Larry does not have to become his new music ticket all it has to do is draw away enough business from mocha joe which may already be a failing establishment considering it's fairly new and the coffee's cold so cold you can stick your nose in it without fear of reprisal uh that it may already be on its way out the door and having latte larry right next door is just gonna like thin out the crowd so that nobody is winning and that will be a victory for larry um i i cannot imagine that we escape this season of Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry still in the bean business. I think that that's not going to be uh, that's not going to be the landing point. Um, but I think is he going to is he going to get Mocha Joe shut down? I would I would I would bet I would bet big on it. Uh, but even if you've got pocket aces, I'm 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 putting my cards. <laughs> Don't fold. Don't fold. Don't fold door check. Yeah. Uh, Akiva, do you, you have any th- other thoughts on how this is going to play out with Latte Larry versus Mocha Joe? Uh, the Latte Larry versus Mocha Joe. <sighs> 
I don't know. I, I think again. I think we're going to have them all season long. I don't think this is going to end till episode. I see 10. a grand opening episode. I feel like that. Then well, they, we've had that. Yeah. We had the grand opening at the restaurant in season whatever that was three or four, mm-hmm. right? With the with the all the curse words and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny because we also treaded with the Broadway show, and then last season we had a Broadway show. It was just in L.A. Yeah. So we're actually like our season long threads are actually repeating. Maybe they'll go like to New York Star again for season eleven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they rhyme the seasons of Curb Your Enthusiasm. They rhyme like poetry. Yeah, just like uh, it's a shame that the Palestinian chicken place isn't in the same plaza <laughs> as Mocha Joe and Latte Larry. That'd be yeah. Cool. And then I thought the the other thing that I would kept waiting to come back that didn't come back in this episode of Kivo was you know Larry talked about how that he is like a murderer in <laughs> in the bathroom that he's yeah. able to completely erase <laughs> his like presence. Dexter. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes in there and then completely cleans up after himself uh, that he ends up with. And he doesn't even want to throw the paper towel. It looks like he finds like a hair in a paper towel. Kiva, I thought that the, we were going to see that that the paper towel with the hair on it uh, end up coming back up at some point. No. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Right. Because Larry's so clean. Like, there, how does he know? There's Is it a smell like there's no way? That the lawyer knows. It's also completely insane at the end of the episode, which has mostly been like a serious episode. Curb is like 99% of this world, and then 1% they do like cartoonish nonsense. And the deposition guy turning to his own client and saying, Hey, Larry, did you use my bathroom in the middle of a sexual harassment deposition is cartoon nonsense, right? It's completely yeah. crazy. And that's how yeah, the episode I, ends. I, I think it's, I, and, and obviously I sang the praises of the premiere, but I do think it's now two episodes in a row with weak endings with, with uh, mm-hmm. like not really having like a very strong punchline to, to finish on. Like it was funny that he, he's running away saying happy new year at the end. But I think just of everything that was up in the air in the premiere, him knocking over the pregnant woman, maybe wasn't like the big laugh line, like the big moment. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I and I would say the same here with with the lawyer uh, turning on his own client over the bathroom, and that may be symptomatic of the fact that there's just there's so much going on this season. Does um, Larry need a new lawyer next week? It doesn't look like it based on the preview. There's no like- way he could stay with this lawyer. It's got to be like Marriage Story. <laughs> no, next scene, there. next scene, new lawyer. <laughs> marriage Story. Yeah, <laughs> right. He fires the lawyer. Yeah. I mean, Ray Liotta showing up as his lawyer would be pretty good. Even Laura Dern as his lawyer, both yeah. of those would be very good. Akiva, do you think we'll see Randy, the mom that had the baby last week? Do you no, think we'll see the baby? No, 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 no. That's one and done. Okay, we're not supposed to be worried about how the baby is. No, we're not worried about the baby. I'm a little worried. You got to see the baby. It's breathtaking. We uh we don't know what the fallout of uh, Susie seeing her ruined painting is going to be. There was no. There might, real- might not be. Also. Might, that yeah, might be it but, for the painting. But that could be lingering because uh, if she if she was willing to forgive Larry for everything, for the existence of the painting, right. what what kind of uh, hellstorm has been unleashed uh, upon Larry based on uh, Milo's but destroying I, the painting? I just also, like, there was also no stakes in the painting. Like, one, why couldn't Larry just get the painting commissioned again? That uh, It's not like that Larry wouldn't be able to afford getting the painting back. I mean, had one of like a you know Jeff and Susie's kid made the painting and had sentimental value. It was like she just got it. I mean, if Larry ruined it, then okay, now you have to get me a new one. Okay, fine. I, I don't understand why uh, there was any stakes there, Kiva. No, I agree. There are there are no stakes to that. But uh, again, there's no stakes to a lot of things that happen, especially, especially that dinner stakes. 
Yes, yeah, so that's right. That's right. it was just salad that squirts all over the place. Bullshit salad. Yeah, Terrible. yeah. Gallagher special. Yeah. <laughs> no, Gallagher would have been pissed. It's like all I have to smash are these like grape tomatoes. Yeah. Are you kidding me? They go a pretty good distance, I think. Give me an so heirloom. much entertaining, by the way, for Susie and Jeff. Like all they yeah. do is entertain people. Susie's been busy. Yeah. I mean, uh, she literally she's wearing a lot of hats this season as yeah. an entertainer. Yeah, well, now you know why she's so upset with Milos for not getting the mahogany cream yeah. right. Yeah, that poor guy never stood a chance. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A- anything else about Curb Your Enthusiasm that uh, we should touch on, Akiva? No, I'm just uh, you know cautiously optimistic that next week will uh, be more LOLs and less plot-driven. I don't know. Up against the Super Bowl, Akiva, do you think that Curb will bury a dog of an episode? It's a good call. You they they might skip a week. Are, they, are we sure they're not? I don't think they are. The thing is with HBO, it's like a lot of people watch on HBO Go. They rerun it four times. So they're and also it, it, they're not going to skip. By the way, like, by HBO the way, it's programmed like finales opposite like the Emmys before. Like they're going to they're going to keep going. Rob, I mean Josh, no offense, but the Emmys are are much different than the Super Bowl. <laughs> I've I've been told. I've been told. So the um the Emmys get less ratings. That the Emmys Emmys nowadays are a Super Bowl pre uh, football preseason game. Mm-hmm. That's not even a joke. Maybe first week of the football season. Um, but the uh, Curbs airs now at 1030. So yeah. the Super Bowl will actually be over. Well, so it's not even that big of a conflict. Josh, I wanted to ask you, have you gotten a chance to watch Avenue 5? No, I haven't. Is it any good? No, that's what I want to ask you. No, I my like wife you... seems interested in it, surprisingly. Like, I feel it like you're more like tapped in than, than we are. Uh, no, I've been watching The Outsider, which has been... Uh, I've, I've, I've been shamefully i've been like iphone watching the the outsider so like a crazy thing is happening on the show and i'm like wait what was that it seems intense yeah uh very tired with the jet lag and stuff so i just haven't been latching on to the to the details um i have not watched avenue five i guess i'm a hugh laurie guy i don't know i wasn't a big house fan but i've always thought that he's a good actor akiva Uh, what would it take for you to watch the avenue five show what tell me what it is i've seen i've seen like uh let me give you, know, you the log line here on HBO.com. The Please. solar system is everyone's oh, oyster. Oh, wait, hold on, he's hold out, on. He's out. He's out. He's out. The solar system. <laughs> but keep going. Keep going. I don't think I've ever watched anything with a solar <laughs> the system. The solar system going. is everybody's yeah. oyster in this space, space tourism balls. comedy set 40 years in the future, starring mm-hmm. Hugh Laurie, Josh Gad, and Zach Woods. Well, we know Josh Gad from The View. We just yes, saw him on The yes. View. And I just went to Frozen 2 with my kids. If you guys told me it's the funniest show you've ever seen, I would definitely watch it. But I'm not going to watch it unless the reviews are absolutely right. Yeah, I want to like watch what? it. It's like it's Star Trek meets Veep, I think, is like kind of like the elevator pitch. Yeah, you know, it's from I think the Veep so. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Some, let's, let's someone go. in one of my WhatsApp groups was upset that you, Laurie, is doing an American accent. Like, why can't he be British in space? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's like every guy in Star Wars. So uh, I don't know. Um, anyway. OK. All right. We'll be back next week with the Avenue 5 recap here. <laughs> On post recap, half Avenue Five, half uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, ten oh three. Okay, <laughs> there, there you go. All right, uh, Josh. Anything else you want to tell the listeners? No, uh, no this I is mean, great. this. Is, I feel like that we're we're here, like uh, uh, we're like subletting a spot from you on post show recaps. No, this is fantastic. I I, I feel like uh, you guys are like uh, very like cheery hostages right now, and I and I appreciate you side sitting with me on on post show recaps for. For an hour or so to talk about Larry David. Uh, we got a lot going on on Poster Recaps. You mentioned Star Trek. We have a Star Trek Picard podcast. Mike Bloom and Jessica Lee are talking about 
every episode of Star Trek Picard. Mike Bloom and I are also talking about uh, the the previously dumped upon Lost, though not season six. Uh, We are still at least a year away from getting into that, but that's on Down the Hatch. We're embarking on season two, uh, season two premiere podcast coming your way this week with uh, potentially some additional Down the Hatch bonus coverage coming up this week on Poster Recaps. And looking ahead towards a, a very busy spring on PSR. Lots of scripted okay. stuff. Hope happening. for spring. Hope for spring. That's okay. a, a, a dream of spring. Dream of spring. <laughs> that's the, that's Whatever. The, that's, that's the one that is definitely <laughs> never coming out. Like, maybe Winter Winter comes out. Maybe, but probably not. Yeah. A dream of spring. No. Yeah. You would sign not up for no a way. hope of spring. A dream of spring is more like it. Not yeah. a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. No way. Not happening ever. If you wait Literally too long never. enough, people will forget how bad the the last season was, and then maybe they'll be excited again for the book. Yeah, but that's I don't want to go down the dark. Yeah, road, yeah, but, but no way. This <laughs> is the answer to that. There's Whatever. No it's not one of your seven favorite enough. shows. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's not one of your seven favorite shows anyway. Don't yeah, worry. About that it. was 2016. You said was when I yeah. when I wrote that. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's, there's a, a wise Josh Wiggler in at least one regard. Okay. You said the leftovers and Mr. Robot are, are coming for the spot. Oh, so maybe- sure. I got to reevaluate because I do think at, at the very least, the leftovers is in there now. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably Mr. Robot and uh, potentially even the Americans. Uh, I, I think like 24 was like a legacy holdover that I probably at some point just yeah. had to look in mm-hmm. the eye and be like, sorry, Jack. <laughs> sorry. <Yeah. laughs> sorry. Jack. Jack, sorry. Sorry, sorry Jack. Man. Sorry. Okay. And then Akiva and I have uh, a ton of stuff going on. Uh, Rob and Akiva need a podcast. We just dropped number 68. We're uh, mm-hmm. almost through recording episode 69. Be on the lookout mm-hmm. for that. Oh, uh, that sounds fun. Yeah, we've got some, we're working on some uh, exciting, uh, unannounced uh, podcast that's, that's coming up. And then mm-hmm. uh, what else, Uncle Kiwi? Um, I, I don't know. I feel like we're doing like five podcasts a week. Curb episode three, of course, I'm sure it'll be coming out. No promises. Um, I don't know. I just did, talked about the Royal Rumble with Chester on 32 fans. Good rumble. Uh, it was very good rumble. Good rumble. Uh, our, although I will say. Howard Bloomberg's shorts. Our, our friend. <laughs> our friend. Uh, Denim. Our, our friend uh, Johnny Mundo's. Uh, uh, let's just say he needs to write into Dr. Mike. <laughs> and ask him how we could last longer next time. <laughs> because nine hey. seconds. He lasted nine seconds in the Royal yeah, Rumble. Uh, a, a very Chester-like appearance for yes. Johnny Mundo. Yes. The, it, it, <laughs> instead, of, uh, instead of Rob Sesternino, it was uh, Brock Lesnar tossing him out. It's like he was yesterday's news. <laughs> All right, there you go. All right, so uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, be sure to uh, find uh, Akiva on Twitter at Kiev twenty six. Akiva, anything else? Nope, that's it. All right, take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>